Welcome to the P40 Podcast. This is Shireen Bishmaya in San Francisco, California. I'm a Jungian analyst and astrologer, and this podcast is dedicated to all things astrology, art, and alchemy, my favorite things. And on tonight's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Mary Greasy of thewoventarot.com. She's an incredible spirit medium, as well as a textile artist and um, clairvoyant tarot teacher. She does so many amazing things. And she and I actually met at the Witches Confluence late October and had this explosive chemistry and the idea to collaborate on this retreat that we're going to be offering next month in Marrakesh just unfolded like completely like very magically just effortlessly seamlessly and almost overnight um so when something is just in flow like that it just happens in that perfect synchronicity seamless way and so we're really looking forward to the retreat which is called soul weaving unearthing the path of the priestess december 12th through 16th and we'll have details attached to this podcast but without further ado i'm very excited to introduce mary and um and get this party started so mary's amazing she we were just trying to figure out i was like she does so many things that i don't even know where to start so i was really drawn to her work because of her first i first i actually was introduced through her amazing jewelry so she's a textile artist um that is my that was actually how casey showed me your this beautiful necklace you made for the witch influence um and i was like wow cool who is this and then i found out that you're a spirit medium and then i met her at a dinner at the at Laura Scarlet the owner of Scarlet Sage's house and just loved her right away loved you right away I'm talking about you like you're not here um <laughs> yeah. <I love> <laughs> and I'm not looking right at you yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm like off in Neptune world Hi. And, um yeah and and then we we got to talking and just this magic happened where I had gotten this invitation to go to Morocco um, to host a retreat at this place where I've been doing retreats for many years. And they are actually going to be closing soon. So um, the owners, this amazing, magical Scorpio woman, artist, incredible lady um, who her Riyadh is like legendary now. And um, it's sad because she's, you know, I mean, it's happy. I'm happy for her because she's ready to start a new chapter in her life. But after 20 years, she's closing mm. and um, she's been in the process of selling it. And we keep thinking it's going to be sold. But, you know, these things take time. So it was a little bit like this last hurrah where she's like, OK, this is your last chance. You guys can come if you want to do something. And then I it just hit me like lightning after I met Mary because we were just talking about it anyway about Mar Morocco and then I was like we I think we need to collaborate right we just it was just like it's so obvious to me because well this I should say was after I had a reading with her and was like wow this woman is incredible really gifted what she does. yeah totally Likewise. same Thank for you, you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah totally spot on I was like oh yeah but we just also had a great chemistry and I was like okay I feel like we can really do some 
great work together. It just really yeah. felt all to do it. And our charts are really compatible, which helps too. Mm -hmm. yes. So yeah, I just feel like we're supposed to go to Morocco. And, and then we started talking about it and um, just brainstorming like ideas and names. And then when the name um, soul weaving came together, cause she's a weaver. So, mm -hmm. and she's, you know, I mean, when I think of her, I think of all these amazing textiles and how, when, you know, how you weave and you have the tarot, wait, what is it called? The just blinking on your tarot weaving connection. Woven tarot. Uh, the woven tarot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, first I want to go back and isn't your Venus in, isn't your Venus retrograde natally, like in your nail chart? Yes. It is so retrograde. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in Scorpio. <laughs> okay. So that's probably where the connection was. Where we're like, I see you. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, so the woven tarot. Yeah. Um, about that. So, um, part of it's a little, it's secret, but, um, I would say since I, since I am a weaver, um, obviously I'm going to call it the woven tarot, but also, um, there's so many, like historically, um, weaving has so many metaphors and, um, the layers of how you want to, uh, talk about what's woven, like words are woven through um, textiles and magic is woven through um, this and that. So weaving just has so many um, beautiful metaphors. Um, yeah, if you look in like the Odyssey or um, like Ovid's Metamorphosis and like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Metamorphoses, um, just like all the ancient texts um, contain weaving as metaphor. So I just really think that using an ancient tool like tarot or I guess like partially mm -hmm. ancient, um, yeah. let's just say an old old divination practice named tarot and to use um, weaving um, that word in it, it just feels close to my heart as an actual textile loomer, <laughs> weaver. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and the secret part is I have a I have an upcoming project coming up that will be named that. So, oh, that's exciting. I'll have to ask you about that. Oh, you probably can't even tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll yeah. <laughs> to be announced later. To be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Not, not it's not to be determined, but to be later disclosure. Yes. 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 That's exciting. Well, I love it. It feels like I'm, I was probably just picking up on like whatever that energy is and, and collaborating with you when, when I'd said, let's do soul weaving. Cause you were like, Hmm, isn't that like you said, cause we were doing unearthing. So we're like, does that go together? Or can we weave and unearth together? And I was like, yeah. Cause if we, what I was envisioning us coming together in Morocco was, you know, really, creating this journey where first it's like part of the unearthing is then weaving together these different practices that we love and different mm -hmm. and yeah uh, yeah, yeah I mean there's so much that you can talk about what you know like using that word like to intertwine together to unite to take two opposite parts and bring together two polarities you know like <laughs> Yeah, I love that word. I'm obsessed with that word now. And I love words. Like I love when, when a word is captures so many layers that 
you know, it's to me, I guess, because I work a lot with dreams and symbols that when there's one word that can capture so many different things the way a good dream image will do, and it has all of these different layers and you have to pull it apart to decode or, you know, mm -hmm, for sure. layers and meanings. I love that so much. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So how did you, so I know that you recently moved, when did you move to um, LA from Ojai? Um, I, well, I first moved to Ojai, or sorry, I first moved to LA in 2016. Yeah, summer of 2016. Okay. Um, and then I moved to Ojai uh, February of 2018. And then I moved back to LA um, September, just like a couple months ago. So I- Where were you before the first Ojai? Um, I was, or oh, where in LA was I? Well, wait, so where, actually, where did you start before you, cause you were, I know you were in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have been all over the place. Um, okay, so you went to the Art Institute? Yeah, so I went to the school, the Art Institute of Chicago, um, and then I came, and I actually lived in um, SF, San Francisco. Oh. Um, yeah, from 2010 to 2012, um, I lived in the Mission, and then. Oh, well, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and then I, um, what, well, my whole plan because my uh, brother and sister live there. Oh. Okay. Was, yeah, was was to um, live in the Bay Area and go to California College of Arts for my MFA because okay. they have an amazing textile. Um, program and I actually I did end up getting into my MFA there um, but they they were like not I think I would go in like a hundred thousand dollars or more in student debt and um, I was with someone at the time who lived in Toronto and I'm like on a whim just last minute applied for uh, this school in Toronto and I, I got in with a full full scholarship so oh, great. that was smart. smart. And then I moved to Canada. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's how you ended up there. Okay. I remember that part now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was in my Saturn return. I was 29. So that's, that's right. That's cool. So yeah. you went there and then from there you came to. Yeah. And then I came to um, LA from there and then oh. Ojai for stint. I. I did some deep healing and um, in the country and then I came back to LA because that's where uh, my community is so I'm <laughs> yeah that's great and you okay yeah because I've been to Ojai it's definitely a very healing place but definitely more isolated probably community yeah cool. yeah for sure it's um it is one of those places where it's really vortexy, like you know, you hear about Sedona being this like massive vortex. Um, for me, Ojai is one of one of those places, and I don't know if that's for everyone, but it definitely feels. Um, I shouldn't even say it feels like I know I've had a past life there, mm. and um, there is a there's a spirit that I connect with in the canyon of Matillaha, and so that's yeah, that kind of drew me drew me back and it always it always calls out to me there so I, it's always going to be there so it's not like I'm oh yeah you can always go back it's so close and have happy the happy valley yeah 
I, I do feel it's a vortex when I go there too. I love it there. In yeah, yeah, it's really, um, I feel like it's one of those places it like, it either spits you out or it like really pulls you in, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, no, it's very special there for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I hope they're okay with the fires and everything. I tried to check in on my friend who still lives there. I don't know, cause I don't, I mean, they had their own fires just recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually moved there a month when a month later <laughs> after the the Ohio oh, just right was burned to the ground. Yeah, Whoa, um, so you're probably part of the repair or the restore. Yes. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still repairing. A lot of the trails um, were closed, and um, yeah, I don't. They they're not affected um, right now, but I think Ventura and the area is. But Ohio, I think, got a break, so. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I, unfortunately fires are, they're like destroying, you know, homes and lives, but I do think there is, um, a clearing that happens and an energetics that need to be renewed. And obviously with what's going on in our world, um, oh, yeah. I think that, yeah, the fire is to clear, you know, like a purification. But, Deep totally process that's happening yeah i know yeah. it's just been on fire for the last couple of years have been intense because last fall we were going through this in san francisco too where it was like days of like the red red alert for the air quality and stuff too but then it's like different you know each i mean i've been saying this for a while but it feels like the way mother nature you know she's kind of on a tear which is understandable considering what the humans have been doing to her for so many years, but it just feels like in the last couple of years, it's whether it's like floods or fires or what, I mean, it's just like every, there's just these different targets every few months where it's really like it, it no matter where you are in the world, it feels like it's just like a few, if it hasn't hit you directly, it's like, you know, a few hours from you. Mm -hmm. like that it feels like for everyone like everyone's either had a direct or very close call yeah it's definitely it's, it's the times right now powerful times yeah uh, yeah it's um the scorpio it's clearing <laughs> clearing yeah the scorpio, <laughs> i know especially yeah. during scorpio season it's like take it out take it down burn it up yeah yeah, yeah it's not to make light of it, but it's just, yeah, it's, there is definitely a um, powerful kind of, feels like the whole, I don't, I just feel, I mean, we're living in such, I don't even have the words for it anymore. It's so funny to try to talk about this because it's like, what? I remember actually, I don't know if you ever read those books like by Barbara Marciniak, but I remember reading that book, I think it's called Earth, like when I was in college. I don't know, you might've been a little younger. That book. No, but I don't think I, but that, I will read it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it will probably blow your mind now because when that book came out, it was, I remember us reading it and being like, I mean, at that time we weren't really, you know, we had a few things, but it wasn't like nothing like now. Mm -hmm. Back, that must have been like back in like the late 90s. And we were reading that book and it was, I, I remember with my friends reading that and being like, wow, like they, in that book, there were passages like, at first, you know, like there were going to be these fires and these things and you're going to be able to like, take first at first you're gonna be able to take all your stuff in like your car or whatever and, and yeah. you 
but you have to be prepared to like leave your home. And then the next time it, as it gets worse and worse, like basically like you have to just be ready. Like at some point you'll have nothing and you just have to try to get to like any point of safety, like how it would just like devolve into like greater and greater tragedy, the way the earth would like try to like basically like, you know, regenerate herself, but we had to be ready for that. And reading it then, I remember feeling like it was true, but feeling like that was really far away. And now seeing like everything, it's like reminding me of what I read in that book. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so crazy um, that it's happening like on the coast. You would, you wouldn't, you would never think, yeah, like these million dollar, billion dollar homes um, in like Malibu and Oh yeah. Um, and so on and so on. It's just, it's just crazy. And it's just, um, you know, like the, yeah, the indigenous peoples, uh, through the land, they would do controlled fires, right? They would too, whoops, is our internet connection okay? Oh yeah. It sounds like a little weak, maybe if you want to turn off the video, maybe it'll be stronger. Do you want to turn your video off? Just it might be a little yeah. bit stronger than, yeah, sometimes it weakens it for some reason. Okay, cool. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. I think, yeah. Okay. Cool. Just so, yeah. Out. Yeah. Um, I know, yeah, it's funny. I was like, Kardashians, you're like, yeah, indigenous people. Indigenous people of Hollywood. Um, oh, but like, yeah, I heard that their house was affected or whatever, even that was on Yeah, the well, no, I was just saying that, um, speaking of really good books, um, it's Starhawk's um, Earth Path, that book oh. where she, she just talks about um, the way of like the fire and to respect fire and that the indigenous peoples would, um, you know, they would do controlled fires and, um, clear out uh, brush that was overgrown so that they could um, they could see you know like hunt easier and see um, what they were doing right so and it was also just this big um, purification um, and renewal mm -hmm. of the land like things and it's a metaphor for like things do have to die to breathe again and but I mean this is you know like what you said before you don't want to make light of it but it's like um, I mean, I do see on the other hand, like actually global warming is, is the, the culprit here. Um, yes. But it's, yeah, but it's also kind of like interesting, um, especially living in Ojai after the fire, like like how much the energy shifted, you know? Yeah, how was that? How did it shift in your experience? Yeah, um, it, it to me it felt... Um, Hmm. It's so interesting to try to try to uh, put words with energy, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I would just say that it felt um, kind of like, I guess, pure. I mean, we're using that word a lot, but purified, and and it felt mm -hmm. like um, almost a metaphor for like, I don't want to make it about me because obviously it was about everyone on that land. Um, but I know that a lot of my friends in the community and we're personally going through a lot of um, like clearing, like, like the collective was going through a lot of personal clearing yeah. um, of like releasing what was not needed and, you know, bringing in 
what they needed. So the fire really felt for me, the energetics was like a literal physical clearing. And um, as I was hiking up the top of the mountain on some of my hikes, um, no longer are the views obstructed because the fire burned all of the brush. So you would see these epic views and that wouldn't really happen if the fire um, didn't, you know, I guess like just take out all the, all the brush. And a lot of new plants are growing that, you know, were lost in the brush and they were new, new plants were uh, cropping up that um, were kind of surprising. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I know there's always, it's interesting because that's kind of a Venus retrograde theme that I've been talking about a lot lately where it's like from, because it, we're dealing with the shadow side of Venus, you know, since October 5th. Yeah, and she is in Libra now. I mean, so she's in her home sign, mm -hmm. in the sign of justice now. So I think a lot of the movement, a lot of the shadow Venus energies are in the service of equalizing things or bringing things more into harmony uh -huh. with hopefully with a justice, you know, as a, as a driving force behind whatever's hap whatever tragedies are unfolding in front of us. Ultimately, I, I do trust that that's the energy underneath, you know, trying to bring harmony, equality, peace, justice back into the mix of, into the collective and into our, our interpersonal relationships. But it's been interesting to come from Scorpio, which we're still under, at least from the sun. I mean, Jupiter's left Scorpio now and Mercury's left Scorpio. So it's really just the sun in Scorpio now. And Venus yeah. left Scorpio, you know, she, she's going to come back into Scorpio though, which is interesting you know, after being retrograde. So she, she doesn't clear her shadow, you know, for a while. I forgot the dates. Let me see, actually. It'd be interesting to put that, get that down. Yeah. So wait, she, let's see. So she started October 5th and she started at, oh yeah, that's right. She started right at that. Um, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. She, oh, I'm looking at September. I'm like, this doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not making sense okay yeah so she was at the 10 degree mark yeah so she was at 10 degrees of scorpio and then so she's good she won't clear that shadow until um december so she's not going to be out of that until mid-december like the 18th of december wow. oh yeah. my gosh so it's still like the story is unfolding uh-huh but she'll be in libra until she won't get back into Scorpio until December 3rd. She's going to be, it's interesting. She'll turn direct in Libra actually in a few days on the 16th. Mm -hmm. That happens in the turnaround. And then she's going to be going to those last degrees of Libra opposing Uranus and Aries. So there's definitely going to be this kind of volatile breaking through, you know, blazing. I mean, Aries is such a trailblazing energy. Mm -hmm. Literally. I mean, unfortunately it's a little too literal right now. Um, yeah, but I wonder if there's a way, yeah, like if we can understand it as a metaphor also, like what, like what you were just describing, like how sometimes you have to clear the fires will clear, burn through things to reveal maybe what is essential or what are the priorities. Yeah. And to also just make space, like, you know, take up space and make, make mm -hmm. space for something new that needs to enter. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, I, and I hope saying this, certainly this is in no way to 
diminish what people are going through that have had to literally experience this. Obviously, it's, you know, that kind of tragedy. It's not, I, I hate when people say, oh, it's so you can, we don't mean like people that have gone through that, lost their homes or actually experienced a fire that it's about that. Yeah, yeah. Experience, but just as a collective metaphor, I think it's important since we're all being impacted in some way or, you know, who knows what's coming. I mean, for some people it's flooding, for some people it's fires, some people it's earthquakes, tsunamis, it's like, right. it's, oh, it's, yeah. But it is interesting when the metaphor is a different element, like if it's the mother nature speaking through different elements to us. Totally. Yeah. And what can we, what can we take, you know, what can we take from that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's it's so hard because it's like it's easy to talk about when you're not in the midst of it. It almost feels like I'm like I almost feel disrespectful even talking about it in some ways. But then also, I know when I've gone through tragedy that like because when I lived through 9/11, I was just a few blocks from there. Wow! Oh my God! I didn't know that. And the air is very similar, you know, to the air quality in San Francisco today. It reminds I have like flashbacks to that time, wow. you know. But I'm just sharing that mostly because I remember at that time, all, most of us living in New York City who had survived that, like a few days after, we really didn't know if we were gonna, you know, we really thought it was like the end. Like it really felt, I don't know if it felt like that for other people, not in New York, but we really thought this could just keep going. Like we didn't know how out of control things were gonna get and if there would be a rebirth, you know? Oh yeah. No, I mean that, I was in, um, I still remember I was uh, my senior year of high school and I was um, just walking into my first period class because I think East Coast and then, we, you know, we're three hours behind. So I think I was entering like my first class, like early mm. in the morning mm. and they were just, some girl started just freaking out and um, she was like, we're under attack. And, and then we, you know, that like total um yeah. that video that is like burning <laughs> your brain of the plane you know yeah. in the building and then like so like you know we had to watch that all day and it's so uh, much like the power card isn't it oh totally yeah and it's like I think everyone can kind of remember like where they were in that moment and um for me like I I actually do feel um you know I I wasn't in it so you know I wasn't in New York City I wasn't in that um, location, but I just feel like if I get on a plane or, you know, if I'm, if I'm in any way going to fly, I still, I feel like a little triggered from that. And mm -hmm. like, like what's going to happen? Like, am I safe? Am I protected? And I think, mm. I don't know if, if anyone else feels like that. Um, but it, oh, I always have that thought, you know, like, Oh yeah, I mean, it doesn't help when we go through the airport that it's like, they make you feel like you're on the verge of like, someone's gonna blow up the airport every minute. You're always hearing these like announcements and you know, and then they're so hardcore at the TSA now. Totally. So it, it that that has not changed. That seems to have gotten worse. I mean, I fly a lot, so it, I, I'm desensitized to it, but I can imagine, you know, that it's the energy is still in the, it's still in the unconscious, I'm sure. Right. It's still there. Right. I mean, hopefully when we go to Mor Morocco, you won't feel. <laughs> no, no, no. I, f I feel, I feel a little better, but it was pretty bad right after that. So. 
No, I mean, I think a lot that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think these traumas stay in our body and that's why I didn't even realize until I went outside today and smelled that air that it was, it was like a direct flashback. Wow. That feeling of like, and people were, it's so funny because I was walking around. I mean, I, the red, the air is at red level and my eyes were burning. You had the same thing today. Yeah. My eyes are burning. My voice is all scratchy from the smoke and I'm inside with the air filter blasting right now, but I was just outside for like half an hour. I made the mistake. I mean, cause I had to walk my dog, but, um, I had the, my shawl like around my face as a mask and people were just looking at me like I was crazy, but I was like, people were eating outside, like dining out. I was like, how, I mean, but I'm, I was, I'm wondering how much of my reaction is because I had been through nine 11. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was like, maybe I'm overreacting, <laughs> but it was, but if you read the thing, I mean, maybe people don't pay attention to that, but they say yeah. like, don't go outside, basically. I mean, there's like warnings, you know, like limit your exposure and they're telling us, I don't, I didn't actually buy the mask, but they're telling people to buy those masks. But not, I swear, like, I don't think, I think I saw one person with a mask and like most people just like hanging out outside, like, and I'm like, how are their eyes not burning? And Oh my God. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to definitely say that. Um, I, I feel that anyone who has, or is really connected to spirit or has a, or is, has been awakened, air quotes, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I think it's just more generally sensitive to things like this, like sensitive to food, sensitive yeah. to like, like very, like, like shifts in, in the weather or the energy. I think we're just more yeah. sensitive, you know? Um, There's that. For yeah. Sure. Picking yeah, up I on. Handle like fake perfume makes me like I was like, I used to be okay with that. I feel that's part of living in California too, like everything being so pure. Because when I lived on the East Coast, that stuff didn't bother me. Like chemicals, you know, like if the people cleaned with like bad chemical cleaners, like which is what most people clean with, I didn't know that I wouldn't know the difference, you know, or like any. Yeah. I never really liked like bad perfume, but uh -huh. now I mean, I'm like ridiculous. Like I'm like I can't. It's kind of, like I've turned into one of those people where I'm like can't oh my god I'm gonna die if I like have to sit in a car <laughs> share a car with totally. somebody, like the bad perfume or cologne you know mm -hmm. <laughs> they say it's the new secondhand smoke but I was like I think people yeah like when we've developed like the more pure you make your system in some ways it's a disadvantage because the world isn't pure like you go out and there's gonna be there's so many chemicals out there oh it's terrible yeah I'm oh, so sensitive <laughs> You and I, we bond. I forgot we bonded over this. <laughs> 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 that like, I Virgo side. I know, this is so Virgo. <laughs> I that we bonded over like, oh, that's gross. We don't touch yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have those Great team, yeah. <laughs> that's actually, that's the real reason why we're doing this retreat in Morocco because we can help each other stay like germ-free. Yeah, I know, it's like, <laughs> we'll have all yeah. the sanitizer, natural yeah. sanitizer to get through. Yes, the natural one, not the bad one. <laughs> yeah, not the one that kills the real, the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's bad for you. <laughs> herbal, the herbal one with lavender. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so Let's... I guess one last question, and then uh, I can ask you if you have any questions, but... Um, I wanted to ask you, because I know you do a lot of work with the Spirit House Collective, and I didn't ever actually get to ask you how you guys connected or like what your, I'm not even sure, like I know you guys are friends, but do you, are you also, is that something you guys created together or you just 
do workshops there? Yeah. Um, so I met Asia, the, the founder of Spirit House Collective. Um, she's also the spirit guide coach um, on Instagram. Yeah. And she um, came in for a reading actually um, in two years ago about um, in LA and oh. uh, in at House of Intuition. I used to um, be one of the resident readers at House of Intuition and oh, cool. um, yeah she came in we actually have a funny story because um, she was looking for she was going through a crazy transition she had just moved from Brooklyn and um, back to LA and oh. was just in this yeah big transitional move and um, wanted to jump start her business and so she's coming into House of Intuition and she's just like looking at the photos of like the different readers and um, she's like looking at my photo and um because they were like oh mary's the only reader available at this time she's looking at my photo and she's just like this girl looks like she's like 20 <laughs> like want... you, do have a, you do have a really sweet baby like a baby face which you probably you know don't worry as you get older that's so good oh well thank you <laughs> you're a wise soul too but you know yeah, but and then i have like a sultry like like voice that sounds like I smoked like three packs of cigarettes. <laughs> right, right. Um, Did you used to smoke? Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, Did you used to smoke cigarettes or no? I do not know. I didn't. Um, Did you used to do it? No, I just, I just got that low. You know, I just got that low voice. Um, yeah. But anyway, she's like um looking at the photo and she's just like I want like a seasoned reader I want like someone older who's gonna give me like crone medicine and they were like sorry so she's like okay whatever I'll just get a reading from her so <laughs> I love it. yeah so she like comes in and um we have this like stellar bond and like she um invites me over um I think then like the next weekend and during the reading, I, like, said all this stuff, like, you're going to start this, like, collective thing, and you're going to, it's going to be, like, revolved around, like, healing women, and that's exactly what, you know, she had wow. been planning to do. Yeah, it was amazing. So, um, then, you know, we, we started hanging out, and I um, helped her jumpstart this business, so I would, in a roundabout way of, like, I guess, answering your question, um, I am not the founder, but I was definitely there in the beginning. Um, yeah, that's what I picked up on. That's interesting. Yeah. I like you were part of like the inception, but I wasn't sure how. Yeah. Like, you know, she didn't have any assistance and I'm like, well, I'm like your best friend. So I'm, I'm put me to work. <laughs> like, oh, nice. Yeah. I just wanted to see her succeed because the collective is so important for the community here in yeah. LA. Yeah. And it's so it's needed. thing that you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's so beautiful and how much she has um, flourished and, and it benefits, um, you know, me and other healers too, you know, get, you know, gain um, yeah. like recognition and voice in the community. So Asia's just like doing something really rad for everyone. Yes, yes. It's so cool. I love yeah. that. And you guys, and just like to bring it back full circle. I love that. So I met you because, not just because of the Witches Confluence, but you met Laura Ash, Scarlet Sage owner. Mm -hmm. Your wonderful lady that, that I love. Um, at a Witches, Witches Motel, was it? 
what is that? Can you tell yeah, me? Yeah, it was, it's Witch Motel. Oh, Witch Motel, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I love yeah. that. Yeah, we met, um, I met Laura there. Laura actually helped um, me start a fire, <laughs> so. Um, She's so amazing like that. Yeah, yeah. I like just, it was just sparking the fire and she's just like coming in with her like, Oh, I think she's from Chico. Um, she's, or the, you know, near the Sierras, I guess. So she's. Yeah, she's oh. like, she's so powerful like that. She's definitely like land medicine lady, like just always blown away by her strength. She's like, and she's so calm. Like she can handle any crisis and just like, she's so even keeled. I know. And two kids. I'm like, how are you? How? I <laughs> yes, I run a business, have two kids. And she's like, in like, never like she's like walking yogi yogini that way like she's just like always calm and centered yeah and like yeah. she's just calming to be around she's just always like everything's gonna be okay yeah no big deal <laughs> she really lives it I'm like you're the real deal like I loved her right away and I was like and she's so generous and so she's a rare rare human so oh yeah beautiful lady. totally yeah love totally her. so like so I when she told me she loved you I knew I would love you too oh likewise and yeah like, she knew we would love each other yeah yeah I think when we met you said something about my chart and it like changed everything I was like <laughs> oh talk more <laughs> oh yeah good oh yeah right at the at the dinner yeah that's right I that's the Scorpio Mercury in me oh yeah oh yeah I try to find the secret you know like that no one else has figured out I always think that's the more the more interesting part of the chart, the thing that might be the most hidden, Ooh. but yet the most powerful. Yeah. Hidden influencer factor. In yeah. 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 You were telling me about um, my my Pluto and my first house because I was oh, like, yeah. I, I feel know. so Scorpio, but I have no Scorpio in my chart, and you're like, because you have Pluto in your first house. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, you're an old soul. Pluto, Saturn and Pluto. So you did have the crone medicine that Asia was looking for. Yeah. Saturn, Pluto in the first house means you're a, Sat a Saturnian, Plutonian instrument. So you're like a conduit for both of those energies to come through. So mm -hmm. it's very powerful. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Thank you. So that's why I was like, okay, I definitely think we can work together because I'm a Plutonian. I'm what's called a, what am I? I'm a Plutonian vessel and a Neptunian instrument. So it's nice. So together we can bring all of those. Yeah. Is an instrument the moon sign? So instrument is the ascendant. So if you're an instrument, like you're an instrument, it means that you actually are the conduit of it because it's, it's with your, so I have, I was born with Neptune rising. Oh, you're okay. born with Saturn and Pluto rising. So that means our souls are wired to receive the energy. So if anybody has, um, it has to be either, and this comes from Edwin Steinbrecher, who was my uh, astrology mentor, rest in peace. So Saturn, Pluto, Uranus, and Neptune, those outer planets, Saturn is the only still, you know, he's like on the edge. So Saturn, yeah. Pluto, Neptune, Uranus, those, if you have any of those um, in um, either in conjunction with your ascendant or in the first house, but it has to be within 10 degrees of the ascendant, or you have it... Um, with the moon uh -huh. or with the sun. So if you have it with the ascendant, you're the instrument, 
which means you're wired as a like receiver, like radio antenna kind of. So you just channel that energy. So you channel. That's why probably you as a spirit guide medium, I should say, uh, you're channeling through those elements of like you can you probably get spirits that very connected to the Saturn realm and probably spirits that are very connected to Pluto realm. Wow. I didn't, I didn't get to ask you if that's true. Oh my God. You just blew, you blew my mind again because <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day. I'm like, everyone, I feel like all my clients come to me, um, like about their life transitions mm -hmm. and like, like what, like their life path, like who mm -hmm. am I? And mm -hmm. these really deep questions about their soul. Yes. Path how do I get there? And that's so Plutonian and so Sat Saturnian or however you say right, it. Right, because Saturn is like your karmic path and Pluto is like the deeper part of your evolutionary path, like the soul. Oh my God. Saturn's the karma you have to work out. So you, yeah, you could have access to either or both of those. And, mm. um, and I, it's interesting, I do the Neptune, so I help people manifest things and that kind of, because Neptune, it's more the muses or the inspiration or the yeah. bringing what seems unreal to the real I guess you would say like whatever totally. feels like too glam or too out there too mystical like to me I'm like no that's real yeah <laughs> like, yeah Mary, let's create a retreat in one month yeah <laughs> you know no big deal um <laughs> and it's oh, funny no. because as we were doing our reading together in yeah. your in your apartment um yeah. I really felt how easy it was to tap into your energy because probably of that Neptunian vibe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I can be very open, I think. Um, or I, I don't know, probably for somebody like you, I mean, I don't know. I also, I think I'm kind of a enigma or shapeshifter because of the Neptune, but, um, but I think you can read me because this goes into the other one. So, um, I was saying that, so we're the instruments, but if you have any planets yeah. junk the moon, you're considered a vessel. So I have moon Pluto in my chart and not actually, or an aspect, like if it's, I have a mutual reception. So it's, it's considered a, a vessel with Pluto, my moon. Um, so if you have that like aspect with, um, or conjunction with moon, you can be the vessel of that planetary energy. So the difference between an instrument and a vessel is when you're a vessel, you tend to carry the energy for that other person. Like you're almost like you hold, like they say, holding space, like you're really good at holding that space. So I'm good at holding space for people to go through really dark, transformative, plutonic, underworldly kind of like hell and back crisis experiences. So I, you know, I, I needed that to do a lot of the work I do with people in trauma recovery and things like that. Um, and it, you cannot shock me or scare me or away from like nothing would scare me, which, you know, in terms of like what can happen in the psyche. Yeah. I'm not, you know, that's Pluto. You have probably have that too. It's not like, Oh, not, you're yeah. with any of that, right? <laughs> you're speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I felt was our connection too. And so, and then if you have, so I don't have this, I don't think you had this in your chart either, but if you have a planet conjunct the sun, you're considered, um, a power it's, he calls it the power so you could be a pluto pluto plutonic power saturnian power neptunian power which means you radiate that energy out so you tend to often you'll see that with people who are very you know on stage or like in leadership positions or um very famous like will be a power 
because they are there to show other people to radiate that energy and people are like ooh like they get that projection often so you will see that a lot especially like especially platonic powers often like rock stars or just really powerful people in that way like kind of carry those powerful projections uh or projections of power i should say um saturn sun saturn people tend to be um you know like people really look up to them for like the way they that would be like crone medicine like at any age for sure like people would yeah. just would see you that way mm-hmm. um, so it's easier you're more visible that way like so for us we're not as obvious because we're instruments so people would have to work with us to understand the medicine of it right right um, or i mean like something with the ascendant i mean people it's, i shouldn't say it's not it is visible in a way it's i think we carry it in our persona in some ways too but um cool. But for it to really come through, we got to be like actually channeling something. And the vessels, yeah. you have, you'd have to be getting, you know, you'd have to work with the vessels for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. The therapists and the healers too. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And he was, I mean, my astrology mentor, he was so ahead of his time. And this came, all that information to him came because he worked with spirit guides. He was definitely a shaman. And he, that came to him in a dream. And, um, he then went through all his charts. He was also like heavy duty research, you know, Gemini moon guy who went through and, you know, studied like hundreds and hundreds of charts. And he did a lot of celebrity. He was, he lived in LA. He was like the astrologer of so many celebrities. Wow. How to do this work, the inner guide meditation work and stuff. But he was also kind of hidden. It was cool. But he, um, yeah, he did. I mean, it's so sad. I wish, you know, because he passed away before we had CDs even and stuff. I mean, before they, everything was recorded on cassettes. I have like bags and bags of cassette tapes that someday I really need to transcribe of like all his teachings and oh my God. Amazing, like metaphysical mastermind. Yeah. You know? like, he had his library. So he had this place called the Dome Institute and he had this library just filled with, um, and he comes to me speaking of spirit guides, like I, cause I'm one of the last people who's talked about his work, I think uh-huh otherwise i think it kind of went underground you know but he was big in la for a while anyway um he yeah i have all his tapes some in my closet so wow. like he's coming through right now because i'm talking to you <laughs> he's it's... like okay you guys get my work out there yeah he, he was like kind of a combination of the two of us like his work was like a combination because what he did is he had people learn how to talk to their own guide so you talk to a guide and then translate it for people. You talk to their, I mean, you talk to your guide, then you talk to their guides, right? Yeah, that's exactly work. what I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so profound too, I have to say, like you didn't know anything about what was going on in my life. So we just met and she totally tuned into exactly what I was, what was in, what I, what I was contemplating, like some of the big things coming up in my life and like immediately. And, <laughs> Like, and so he would teach how to, um, for people to tap into their own inner guide. And so he mm-hmm. taught me a lot of the work that I do and like, well, I'll, I'll be sharing on the retreat too, um, is these, these active imagination meditations, which are, um, kind of a mix of, it's like Jungian guided meditation work. And from what, sh- I'm not a shaman. I wasn't trained, but I think you were. Um, I took... Yeah, I haven't, not extensively, but um, I studied under um, Michael Harner's uh, Core Shamanism program. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so from what I understand, a lot of the work, a lot of what goes on in the 
those meditations also shamanic, which I didn't know, unless someone in my workshop has been trained to like, oh, that's shamanic. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> and yeah. um, so it's a mix of, it's a mix of astrology, Jungian active imagination, shamanism, and I guess spirit medium work, which I guess probably also happens in shamanism too. But like literally learning how, I always use that word literally wrong. And I always think of my friend who's an editor who's like, I hate when people say literally. <laughs> I say it all the time. <laughs> I, all the time. I say it all the time. Now, and I, every time I'm like, oh, damn. But um, yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's in my head, my editor. Um, but what was I saying now? You were saying about like the, um, the workshop that you are going to be teaching. In oh Rock. yeah, the combination. Yeah, or spirit or what you do. I was saying the learning to talk to your, but learning to, contact your own inner guide uh-huh yeah what you do but like helping people also talk to their guides as a meditation tool ongoing which i think is very powerful and what's really unique about his work is like learning to use so it's not just talking to your guide but learning to use your horoscope as a tool where you talk to your guide and then you activate all the archetypes in your chart and have conversations as if they, the tarot cards are coming to life in a way i mean i don't wow. i don't want to say this lightly so people don't try this at home until you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> not quite as, it, that's a little bit misleading, but in a very like, you know, rough sketch of what I'm trying to just describe, it's, it's sort of like that, but it's, it's more complicated. But yeah, so because it's a mix of all of those things, it's, it's really a powerful, powerful system. So yeah, that's what I was trained in. Amazing. What's his name again? Yeah, Edwin Steinbrecher. So um, his book is out of print, but I think you can still find it. It's called The Inner Guide Meditation. Powerful book. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. The Inner yeah. Guide Meditation. Okay. Yeah, it was so ahead of its time. Yeah. When I first read that book, I talk about it all the time. It was it was one of those books that actually like landed on my head. Yeah. In the bookstore, like actually fell off the bookshelf because I would never have picked up a book at that time in my life called I don't know I just that wasn't my mindset at the time the inner guide meditation I wasn't looking I was looking for astrology books at that time you know I would right. have never known that was an astrology book by the title um, did you yeah like I mean title. now we might think that but back then everything was so separate it wasn't like it is now where there's it's so available to us but this is like in the 90s so I was like when that book fell out I opened up I was like what is this and yeah I'm so glad I bought it Oh, so cool. I love when those like discoveries, I guess, yeah. literal. Life-changing. Yeah. Cool. Good. Well, anyway, I know it's getting late and um, I I think we covered most of what I was hoping we could talk about. Did I, do you think any yeah. minute things you want to Um, I don't know. I'm like, think racking my brain about, are you excited about morocco do you want to talk about your workshops that you're going to be doing there yeah um i am going to be teaching two workshops um the first one that uh came to mind was the spirit communication um teaching the four clairs so clairvoyance clairaudience clairsentience and claircognizance so just teaching um, all of these modalities as sort of like um, like physical senses, um, the way that we sense things in the world, but 
um, instead of them being physical, they're, they're sort of like, you know, clairvoyance, seeing things in your mind's eye versus the physical eye. So how to train um, ourselves to um, see what is unseen and be able to like unpack it sort of like a language translator from uh, spirit. So mm-hmm. that is what I am teaching. Basic, yeah, basically like DIY um talk to your guides talk to ancestors loved ones um yeah no I, I love that because and you taught that at the a version of that at the witch's confluence and um i felt it would be so powerful especially done in the setting in morocco because it's so open it's such a powerful setting to tap into that kind of energy where you just want to unearth your connection to the priestess and you know the the sacred records that are already inside of us and our connection to the other side Yes. Yeah, for sure. And it's just going to be amplified in that space. Um, Yeah. And then the other one is uh, the tarot workshop. And this one's a little more specific than just like, I'm going to I'm going to teach tarot. It's um, kind of like, we're going to, we're going to find our soul constellations. And what that is, is uh, your, your soul card, your shadow card. um, What, Carl Jung, um, I'm sure you know this, <laughs> called, called, called the shadow, shadow self. Um, and yeah, so, and then also, yeah, some other cards, um, not to be revealed unless yeah, you yeah. sign up. <laughs> some mystery in there for sure, but just to yeah. give us a little sense, and we're going to be doing, you know, morning meditations and rituals, and both of us do body work, so we're going to be including some, like, a combination of Reiki and polarity in some of the sessions, and some really cool ritual stuff, like, basically all the priestess arts, which that, that was my original calling to Morocco, like, back in 2003 was to, to really, I just felt, actually, you know, first I just went to visit, and then I was like, whoa, this place is so powerful. Yeah. So feminine, and, um, so beautiful like rose petals everywhere and just the, the fountains and just like the attention to like how ritual is just part it's already an integral part of the atmosphere you know it's not like where you have to go seek it we here we have to really create it we have to find a space we have to make it sacred we have to like put the ritual in the space but yeah. to land in a place where it's just like embedded already in the everywhere you go it's just like the smell and the sound and this all like it's already there yes yeah and it reminds us like how, why have we lost touch with that but anyway so you already have that support of just being in a place that's so filled with beauty and ritual that it's just it's like yeah. you just immediately drop in so i'm so excited anyway and yeah. i'm so glad we got a chance to talk me too yeah yeah, yeah it's it's um kind of you know you blew my mind when we met and now i'm like oh i get to go to morocco sweet <laughs> <laughs> yeah teach magic okay like, yeah it was totally i know because when we first talked about it at the dinner we you know i had just gotten the invitation and at that point i was like well you should just come i didn't even know at, i didn't know for sure if i was even going to do a retreat i didn't really know what to do she just my you know the the woman that I know that the owner, one the wonderful Scorpio lady, I always call everybody Scorpio lady. I gotta stop that. Like anytime anyone's a Scorpio, I really I really <laughs> like that. It's like somewhere. Yeah. 
like I it's like it. five or something. Yeah. Do you, know, do you do that with Leos, other Leos? Like it's Leo. Yeah. I sometimes call them my my gals. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Um, and I've been having a Leo thing. It's so funny. In the last couple of years, like everyone that I've gotten close with in the last few years has been Leo. Oh, yeah. well, it's the fixed sign. Yeah, I next. love the signs. I do. I love yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, her name is um, Ursula and she, so she, yeah, so she just invited me and it, because it was such a last minute thing, I didn't know if it made sense to do a retreat, but then I realized that the gods really brought us together to do it. That's what it, once I met you, I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah. It's like we're supposed to do this, you know, and so we just keep it small and intimate yeah. and we do the work. Yeah. And that's the curricul curriculum or the, you know, the outline of how we really glued this all together, just manifested. Like we just like, Seems okay, I'm going to do this and that and that. And you're like, okay, this and that. And then it just literally came together. <laughs> the most seamless thing. That's how you know it's yeah. It was bigger than us. It really wasn't like our idea. It just kind of like we were like puppets. Like it just happened, and we're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yes, we're doing this. <laughs> okay, this is All not right. going to be a vacation. We're going to work. Okay, fine. Let's weave. <laughs> let's weave some souls. Let's weave some souls. Let's do some unearthing. Let's unearth. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited. So you too, and Mary. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're a busy lady. Oh, no, thank, thank you for having me and um, on this magical retreat as well. Ooh. And I love that we got to talk on, it's a magical day actually, because it's the, um, not only is Venus trining Mars today, but it's also the Sun Pluto, uh, Sun Pluto sextile, wait, yes, Sun Pluto sextile. Ooh, yeah. I was like, wait. And it's, um, it's 11, 11, 11. Oh yeah. 11, 11, 11. Exactly. And I was born at 11, 11 AM. You were? Yeah. On a I forgot that. I remember now, of course. Yeah. So it's 11 has a very significant, um, just like power Whoa. with my yeah. soul. I can't believe I forgot that. I sometimes yeah. forget like things that I remember and then forget again. Hey, you look at a lot of charts, so. Oh, weird, like, you know, I'll remember, like, the strangest things for, you know, centuries, but then it's, like, these little, I'm, like, I re of course I remember that, because we had a whole conversation about that. I love the 11. Yeah. 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 I love the 11. Yeah, and we're going to have so many of them this month. Oh, right. Month yeah, I think there's a couple more. Yeah, it's great. It's a powerful <laughs> month. It's a really powerful month. Mm-hmm. So here's Here. to making a wish. Yeah. Wishing on the 11th. <laughs> Yay. Oh, come Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> you wish come true, dream come true. <laughs> Here I come. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks again, Mary. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>